welcome back to another edition of What You Spinning, the show where we ask, what you spinning? And fucking talk about it. Uh, we got George back with us, and as per usual, there's myself, there's Jake, and there's Matt. Uh, how are we doing today, boys? Solid. All is well. Great. Doing great. Such a nice day, dude. Oh, yeah. I went on a walk before this, and like, just taking it all in. It was hot, though, but... Good Still good to get yeah. outside. That vitamin D. Get that oh yeah, pressure. I went on a walk this morning too. Yeah, it's hotter than a ball sack, but yeah, it's it's good. It's good out there. Uh, anyways, we're gonna go ahead and dive into our picks for this week. Uh, we decided off cam to have Matt go first. So Matt, what do you got for us today? Uh, I threw a curveball for everybody. I'm starting uh, with the band called Zamudo. It's our self-titled album, Zamudo. By Nick Zamudo. Um, he had some previous success with a band called The Books, which was more of like a instrumental kind of sample-heavy mix of different uh, eclectic music. Um, Zamudo is a little bit different because he combines his, you know, his am- ability to songwrite and also combine instruments. Because basically, that whole album is him doing all that all that stuff there. Um, when he does live performances, of course, he'll hire different musicians to come on stage and play those instruments for him, but. This album was unlike anything I'd ever heard when it came out back in 2012. Um, and it's pretty much unlike anything I would ever listen to now because I don't have anything I can compare it to. Like if I were to think about like, oh, this sounds like, no, this is Zamudo. You know, it's it's got its own kind of genre. You could call it uh, math rock or like electro prog if you wanted to. Um, it's a very unique album. Uh, the music is there and uh, I enjoyed it. So what do you guys think about it? Yeah, I I liked it. Um, I think it is very different to like most things that I have heard. Um, <clears throat> it's cool that around that time, like we saw a, like the rise of a lot of like electronic music, like electronica and like dubstep and like house. And this is like not really like in that field. It, in in a way, it, it kind of is like electronic a little bit, but it's like very different it's like two separate sides from from all of that so i thought it was really cool it's really unique um i had not heard of this is it a dude is it a band like how did you find out about this it's a single guy and i saw them open for a band called explosions in the sky uh they played at the mcdonald theater back in like 2008 and they just happened to open for him and i was just blown away I remember the show because they played that track Zebra Butt, which is on the album we listened to. And it just, mm-hmm. the live version of that with the drum and the bass, it was just like, holy cow. I, I recorded a video of it, which I'll share with you guys at some point, but it just blew my mind. And I had never heard of him before, and I probably never would have heard of him had I not been in that concert. So it was just a, it was a fluke, just happen chance. Mm-hmm. That, I like that song, Zebra Butt. That was a good song. But. <laughs> yeah, Zebra Butt was really good. It And I kind of had the same 
thing that you were just kind of talking about, Matt, because I like to try to find similarities to stuff I have listened to and I'm familiar with. And I was like, this doesn't sound this sounds like 8000 different things I've heard already. Like, you know, it's just so like it was just such a mix of a bunch of stuff. There's like the electronic aspects in it. Some songs were more like I told you last night. I was like every other song. There's a different instrument that's like the focus of it. And I really enjoyed that. And it didn't have like the lyrics and the vocalist like wasn't really the focus of the group it was all very instrument based and i really i really like that i'm glad you brought this up because i i was like i don't even know what the hell that is and then i saw the album cover and i was like oh this this is gonna be cool and then i was like oh this is not what i was expecting this is badass you know like yeah yeah i think uh jacob actually brought up a point that i was gonna bring up too because this came out in 2012 and that was like the height of like dubstep and so this was like completely different it's in its own like area um it it is super cool because like at certain points it's jazzy but there's a bunch of mixed instruments uh it's electronic at some point there's a lot of like the bass is like really like rock heavy i feel like sometimes um yeah i think it was just super interesting uh songs like crabbing is awesome uh too late to to apologize <laughs> mm-hmm. uh zebra butt idiom wind uh really funny names um but i also like the use of like the like the the vocals or like computer like uh how do i say it uh what's it called when you uh it's like it's like kind of glitchy i know what you're talking I forget about what yeah. they're called. They had a lot of different um, effects. I know he used a slicer effect on the opening track, Yay. You know, kind of like yeah. it cuts. It's like a slicer yeah. is what that is, whatever that is. But um, yeah. yeah. I liked on, to just touch real quick on crabbing, I liked how it was like, what do you want with people anyway? And it's like warbling the vocals and you just hear like the background music going like, and it's like a fucking fever dream. I really liked that track, even though it was just some interlude. I was like, this is actually one of the coolest songs on this thing. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, Yay, the opening track sets the tone for that whole album. And uh, it almost sounds like you're drowning with that that vocal effect in there. Um, but there's melodies and there's hooks in that song and throughout the whole album. You can find different melodies and hooks in all the songs there. Um, and seeing them live was just, you know, it was eye-opening. I probably, like I said earlier, I, I never would have stumbled upon this band had I not seen them live. So that was a fun mm-hmm. A fun show and it is very instrument heavy it's almost instrumental in a sense um with those different vocals but you know a lot of the lyrics that you hear throughout the songs are they're they're good lyrics like an idiom when there's a there's a few different good lyrics in there um that was one of my top tracks for sure i uh, uh I like that is. that's what it's called i don't know why i i just like forgot <laughs> the name but the use of like their autotune is like really cool um it's like very computer like old school um which also is like you hear that sometimes in like some songs from some people but <laughs> not multiple times throughout an album uh like that um and i thought that was cool and different so this album is like really really unique especially for the the time period like i definitely would have thought that this album would have came out like early 2000s like early 2000s or like maybe late late 90s um like around like the propeller head like era uh like what 1996 um or seven i think it is um yeah i thought that was super interesting 
I don't know if you guys have heard or if you guys are familiar, but on some of the songs that it's like singing, um, like on Too Late to, to Apologize, like when it's singing and you hear like the vocals, it sounds a lot like, I don't know if you guys have heard uh, 100 Gex. It sounds like just like that. It's very strange. And I thought it was real cool because like this came out before that that came out, like 100 Gex. 100 Gex is like maybe it's like weird. It's weird music. <laughs> it's like very abstract. It's kind of trippy. But I could see how like this kind of like pushed like in a sense like that group because like it sounds very familiar and like almost like you could say this is like like the grandparent to that basically um sure but a lot of these songs i do like um fuc3po or fuck the 3po (laughs) (laughs) right that song it's like kind of it's like kind of glitchy that it sounds it's it's like very abstract very like kind of like synth heavy and like electronic music it's um, and it kind of reminded me at points like of like old school Daft Punk, like of their like robotic vocals and yeah. like like how they make it like their music and stuff. But yeah, it's really cool. too. Yeah, it just reminded me of, like Donkey Kong, like jungly shit. That beat on that song It's just like <laughs> yeah, that's badass. It's got a good build up to it. Yeah, my top three tracks were uh, probably Zebra Butt. Um, just because of the the bass and the drum in that song, it's just like very like snappy and like quick. Uh, Idiom win because of the lyrics in that song, if you listen to them, it's kind of about somebody kind of starting over and trying to do better. Um, and then shape of things to come, I feel like that's the kind of the ballad on the album that has kind of a you know a feel to it and it's kind of slow and picks up and you can kind of sing along to it. An honorable mention, uh, too late to apologize. Everybody seems to like that track you know, for the hooks and the, the beats in that one. Yeah, I think, uh, so, Idiom Wind is also really cool. Um, I enjoy that one. Um, and also, I just wanted to mention, like, the, I wonder what the inspiration was behind the album cover art. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's a good question. Because I'm looking, like, I look at it, and I, I mean, it it spells out Zamuto, but, like, in weird, like, a weird font, uh, which is super cool. It's like they're all just circles, but, like, you know, they're spelling <laughs> Zamuto, which is cool uh, to look at. Um, and, uh, I mean, if you look at the the letters, like, it's, it's almost like if they're on fire, right, which uh, like what's behind it, it looks like they're gonna burn something or whatever. Um, so I don't know. I thought that you know was really it, interesting. You know what it looks like, George? It looks like the letters from Pokemon. Like you know, talking about those. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fucking yeah, unknown, yeah. unknown or whatever. Yeah. The unknowns, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I know he was trying to like he was trying to start a new venture for himself. So maybe that's like lighting that all on fire is like the beginning of his of his new venture you know from ending the books oh. stuff like that and you know doing his own thing under his own name i don't know that's just a guess but i don't know could be something that, like that. i mean that makes complete sense to be honest mm-hmm. like wow that's super awesome and this was his like first album right this one is yeah the the, the follow-up okay. to this album i think you guys would probably enjoy more there's more of a, a song structure to the songs and it's it's catchy and you know it goes from you know the 
the classics and Muda style that you hear on this album to more, you know, pop friendly in a sense. Not too much. You can still hear that electronic, you know, slice sound, but definitely, definitely a good band. I love this, man. I think it's really cool that it's, uh, I like when there's no song structure. I like the randomness. <laughs> I like, you know, because yeah, it right. makes you pay attention. Uh, so I thought that was super cool. I don't know if you guys have anything else to say. Yeah, if I, just if, I had a, if I had a top three, I'd pick a Grown Man Don't Cry. Um, I really like that song. I like the like the double entendre, I guess, for the title. Like, Grown Man, Don't Cry. Or it's like, <laughs> a grown man, like, don't cry. Um, so that song is cool. Um, Fuck C-3PO, F-U-C-3PO, <laughs> that song. Um, and then same thing with Matt, uh, The Shape of Things to Come. It was like real like peaceful like at first and it's like real mellowed and then it like builds up to it and you hear like the, the drums starting to come in and it's like, it's really catchy. Um, but yeah, great pick. Thanks for like bringing this up because I, I would never have like discovered this. <laughs> oh, so. yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Same, same here, man. Uh, I, if I had to do a top three, I thought i had it like at first because i went back and listened to it this morning and i was like all right i kind of have it already outlined and then i listened to the full thing again and like heard the tracks a second time and i was like shit okay um let's just completely turn this on his head but <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> grown man don't cry is my third uh fuc3po that song there's just so much going on in it and there's so much to it that makes it just badass and then number one Matt, I've been talking about it since you introduced the album. That track, Yay Man, that just, mm -hmm. it hooked, it grabbed me by the throat as soon as I heard it. I was like, oh, this album's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> I was like, this song's legit. And so, uh, yeah, I love that slice effect on the vocals. It, it's just a very dope-ass opener to the whole album, but those are my top three. Very cool. Uh, I think um, Crabbing. I like that one. That one has to be probably my first. Well, I kind of want to pick Too Late to, to Apologize. Um, I'd have to go with Too Late to, to Apologize as my first. Second, The Shape of Things to Come. And then three, I think Crabbing, yeah. Crabbing might be the, the third one. This, yeah. Again, yeah, thanks, dude, because this is like something way different from you know anything i've ever heard uh but i've heard various like uh aspects of like this um uh album all put together is like <laughs> it's kind of one of those uh uh what, the, what are they called they're like called garbage plates from like new york where they just like throw everything <laughs> throw everything yeah in. it's just I a like kind of like <laughs> yeah i feel like that's kind of like what this is but i love it uh, I think it's really cool. Yeah, same here. Do we have any yeah, parting words? Like, uh, I'm just glad you guys were open to it. I know it's you know I feel like it's an accessible album, even though it's very uh, instrument and noise heavy. Uh, but you know if you if you have an ear for melodies and you can hear those, I mean this album has all of them. all those songs have some sort of melody, whether it's a vocal melody or an instrumental melody, and you can wrap your head around that and you can find unique like likenesses in every song on that album so glad you guys are open to it hell yeah yeah no once again thank you anyways 
that was Matt's pick for this week, Zamuto's self-titled album from 2012. Uh, we will be back shortly to talk about the next one. All righty. Now that we just wrapped up talking about Matt's pick for this week, uh, which was Zamuto's self-titled album, we're going to go ahead and dive into what George has to offer for us. What did you bring to the cast this week? Um, I picked uh, Kaleidoscope by Khalif. Cause it just ain't love, album um it's kind of like pop r&b kind of a little bit um yeah what did you guys uh i want to hear what you guys have to say because i have so much (laughs) well first off like every time i listen to an album that you guys pick i try like figuring out why you guys picked it like if it's for like the like guitar or if it's for like the beats or it's for like the singer or whatever so i'm like why did george pick this and i know exactly why because <laughs> uh <laughs> the uh the production for williams and chad hugo the neptunes dude it's really good it's really good and like listening to it um it's very well produced um the features on it are pretty banging um what song was it uh good stuff with it has push a t on it um yeah but it, it, it on the credits it's shown up as like terrar terrar why is that do you know uh it's just one of his aliases that he like had at first uh it was kind of like his okay. i guess beginning name or something like that but then he changed it uh but yeah i thought that was interesting too um uh, but yeah i I didn't really look into it, but I think it's just one of his like earlier names. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking too, because like I was like, this is this Pusha T. Um, but yeah, a lot. I liked a lot of the beats on this album mainly, um, but a lot of the a lot of it is really catchy. Yeah, I could see the pop influences in it. Um, it's a really solid. It still has that late '90s R&B. Mind me tomorrow. It still has this. It still has that like, like late '90s R&B feel, um, but just with like really good, like catchy and like very drum heavy and like beats to it, which is like typical for Pharrell Williams and NARD and Neptune. So yeah, I really like this album. <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah. The so this and then also like a so the Neptunes are is a group, a duo of Chad Hugo and Pharrell Williams, and they pretty much, like, made a bunch of stars. Like, they produced for other people, and they've worked with, like, Gwen, what's her name, Gwen Stefani, um, Britney Spears, Timberlake, uh, Ludacris, um, a bunch of other people that just really, like, helped their careers out. Um, and they just, they made hits constantly, like just 
over the whole decade, like, they just made hit after hit after hit for people. Um, and then this, in 1999, this album came out. This was the first time that they made, like, a whole album rather than just, like, singles or anything. So this was like, an interesting uh, album to me. And then not only that, this Kelly's first album, under their label, the Neptune's label, Star Trek. Which is a play on words, you know, the <laughs> Star Trek. Um, so I thought that was, like, super interesting. And then also, yeah, Pusha T, uh, part of the group, The Clips, and the Neptunes produced a lot of their stuff um, over the years. Um, and uh, I thought it was pretty interesting that, you know, they were under Star Trek as well. So, like, they all just kind of came together and helping each other out. Um, yeah, there's more I want to say, but what, what did you guys think? It was definitely, it, it perfectly encapsulated that whole genre back in 1999 because this came out like middle to late 1999 and you know you listen to it and there's it's a it's a very solid addition to the music that was coming out at the time you know whether it was Erica Badu or you know Lauren Hill uh, stuff like that it's it's a it's similar to you know stuff that Erica Badu was doing and being really famous for but with a different twist to it that is more so beat focus because you know mainly the of the production but there's some there's some really good stuff in here and the way you know we could go on and on about just the production side of things but the way that Khalees is able to write lyricism and deliver vocals in a way that complements it and actually lets those beats shine through a little bit and really make it a really cohesive and put together song from top to bottom is you know that I feel like, you can't sneeze at that either, you know. But I liked it. I actually liked it a lot. Yeah, she's got a great vocal range, and her lyricism is, you know, pretty solid for that time. And like Dorian was saying, you know, with Badu coming out, you know, a few years before that, you know, everybody's trying to find their own voice. But, you know, she encapsulates her own, and she does it on her own. Um, the song Ghetto Children, you know, that, that hook, Hey Now, Hey Now, that song just, I don't know, that... That was the whole album for me. You know, once I heard that track, I was just like, oh, okay, this is who she is. You know, there's so many different guest appearances on that track, but like that whole song, in a sense, just, you know, it rounds out the album um, and it made me appreciate it even more. I'd never heard her, heard of her before or listened to any tracks by her. Um, and knowing that Pharrell Williams produced it, this is probably one of his, like, one of his first hits. If it came out in 99, like he was just getting started and, with the Neptunes and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool to see that progression too. Um, for him as producer and uh, helping out other people and getting people on the map. Um, but I like the album. Very, very unique. Um, very hook heavy. You know, you can listen to almost all those tracks and find a little melody in each one of them. So I, I appreciate this one. Thanks for bringing it up, George. I like it. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, then like Ghetto Children. Yeah, I really love that song. Um, I feel like this was this album like really kind of was talking about like really important things too. Um, and Ghetto Children is always like a song that kind of, it like, it makes me feel some type of way. Cause she's like, Hey, it doesn't matter what teachers are telling you, listen to us. Like we, we know what we're doing. All right. Just ignore them. <laughs> They're going to try to tell you that you can't do this or you could do this. Nah. Um, so I thought that was like super cool. Um, 
and then on Good Stuff with Pusha T, I thought it was super cool because he says he ends the the song with, "Yo, you're looking at stars. Yeah, you know who we are. Clips, Kelly's, Neptune's, Star Trek. I'll be back, baby." <laughs> like he's already kind of saying like, "Yo, we're we're onto something big right now," um, and I thought that was cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she has like crazy, crazy lyrics like uh, on Caught Out There, you know, she's talking about how like, you know, her man was cheating or whatever. And uh, just like kind of encapsulating how serious she is about it. She says, uh, so sick of your games. I'll set your truck to flames and watch it blow up, blow up. Tell me, how are you going to see her now? <laughs> but she's like, I'm not even going to slash your tires or key your car. I'm going to blow your car up. How are you going to see her now? <laughs> Dude, I really uh, liked... Uh, oh, I thought, thought that was funny. Dude, Marquita Ferguson on Mafia. Dude, she goes off. <laughs> she goes That's off. Enough. Like, I, I haven't... Yeah, dude, I hadn't heard of, like, her, like, rapping like that. And she went off, man. Like, that was her song. Like, that... Like, Kelly's is a feature in her own, like, album. Like, that's her song. Yeah. <laughs> she was going off, dude. And, like, that beat on it, too. It's, like, that classic, like, Neptune's beat. Um, but, yeah, man. And Pharrell Williams in that, like, that's what I like about his production. He, like, he'll make his own sounds with, like, his voice. So he'll make, like, like the, um, like, a record scratch with his voice. Like, he looks, like, you know, like, he does that. And he, like, puts it in. And you can yeah. hear it throughout the track, which is really cool. Um, and he even does that like after his like so in his own solo work, um, but yeah, this whole this whole album I liked it. Um, I hadn't heard of a whole full Kellis album because I had heard a couple of her songs because um, I know she was on a single on um, on that record with uh, the Neptune. I think it's their first album, Star Trek, or their second album. Um, but I think they only oh have on uh, yeah their first album the uh, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Return the so I, I'd heard of her on there, but I hadn't actually heard a full album of hers, um, and I liked it. I liked her voice. Um, it had really solid beats. Um, it had pretty good features, especially for the time. Like it, that's like, uh, was that one of the first times like Push had been on like an album, or what? When when did Clips come out? I feel like that was. I think uh, it was. I think they literally came out that year. Um, yeah, so it all would have been at the same time. I believe. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I thought it was funny when he was like, y'all clips, kill you snow too. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, just like songs too, like Mars. Uh, it's slow, but there's like a good chill break in that uh, game show. It's like it's like playful, like a playful song. Um, yeah, it's just super, super cool album. I think they with their production is really uh, it's easy to follow. Like it's really simple, it's digestible, and I think it's just like simple but effective. You know, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> like, and I think that's what they do. They're a good example of that. Uh, and then, like you guys mentioned, uh, her voice. She's so good at writing with, you know, all these beats, and she, like, fills in and everything. Uh, she's super awesome. And then, like, you know, like, album cover art, so cool. Oh, um, yeah. Super cool. That was cool. The whole, like, body painting, you know, her hair, that's, 
like freaking awesome. Mm. Uh, <laughs> tell me you live in Eugene without telling me you live in Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> the full body paint. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Another real quick. Also, I wanted to bring it up because I know we haven't talked about it yet. Roller rink uh, with Pharrell rapping on it. That was dope. Yeah. That was cool. Like hearing like a young Pharrell yeah. rapping on that. So. Um, but, uh, All right. Well, I mean, like, I don't have much to say anymore. I mean, I don't. What do you guys? You guys. What are your uh, What are your top three off of it? My top three. Uh, um, no turning back. Uh, just the start of that. Ghetto children, and then uh, good stuff. Um, yeah. And it's hard to pick because, like, Mars is an honorable mention. Game Show is an honorable mention. Um, yeah, but I think No Turning Back, Gale Trojan, and Good Stuff are my, my three. Hell yeah. I would personally have to say number three, Get Along With You, uh, two, In the Morning, uh, and then number one, Caught okay. Out There. Caught Out, out there, there really stuck out to me. Uh, the instrumental behind it was just so nasty. And then, like, the whole cheating thing that she was talking about was it just, yeah. again, yeah. top to bottom, fantastic. I was like, damn, all right, that's badass. So those are my <laughs> those are my top three. Matt, what yeah, were like, your top three? I liked, you know, my, my top was Ghetto Children. I just, it's just got a hook, and, it, you know, that's going to stand out for me no matter what. Uh, good stuff coming in second. Uh, Mafia, you know, that's also gotten great up to it. And an honorable mention for me was I Want Your Love. It was, just, it was a nice little ballad. Yeah. I like that track. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like No Turning Back. That's probably my favorite. Um, Mafia, because, man, dude, I can't get over Marquita Ferguson. She goes off. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, No Turning Back, Mafia. Um, and then, yeah, good stuff, because that's such a good, like, opening to like an album especially having like push a t on it yeah yeah so um oh yeah i just wanted to mention yeah i want your love is also a good uh honorable mention it has like a big beat but like it has a good use of guitar on that track just dope yep. um, but yeah i'm really glad that you guys like this album uh it definitely was like kind of different um but yeah right on well, right on, that, right on. <laughs> I fucking hate you, dude. <laughs> that photo, sending it right now. <laughs> you, you sent it to me the other day, and you're like, just in case. I know you've said it at least five <laughs> times already, and it was only noon, and I was like, God damn it, uh, damn. Anyways, uh, we just wrapped up talking about Kaleidoscope by Kalis. Uh, which was George's pick for episode 18. Uh, we'll be back to talk about the next one. Uh, all right. We just wrapped up talking about George's pick. We're going to go ahead and dive right on into Jake's. Uh, I'm super stoked to talk about this one, too. Uh, what did you bring for us? Mihon? Yeah, so this week, uh, Wise Blood, Titanic Rising.
This came out in 2019. Um, it's one of my favorite of that year, um, just because it really like opened up my musical taste um, and what I was listening to. Um, first off, I'm gonna be all of you to it. The album cover is fucking sick, um, and like even the back, it's like it's like a follow up to the shoot. Um, when they were like taking photos for the album cover. Um, it was like actual like live thing like they had her like in a room that was fully submerged in water and like it had everything like a bed everything that you see there like it's underwater basically and then she would go down there and she'd like do poses and stuff for the photos um, but yeah this is definitely um, very different I don't think we've ever brought up something like this um, I was scared to be honest at first just because I feel like this is one of those albums that like if you if you're on Ox and you play this, like the homies gonna roast you. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, what'd you guys think of it? I'll start off, man. I I'm so happy that you brought it up because this is an amazing album. Uh, like you said, with the album cover, it's like an underwater bedroom scene in a sense. You know, they capture that really well, and it flows into the whole album. I feel like the whole album has that kind of flow. It's like a '70s soft rock type feel. You know, the whole time it doesn't change. May, it might speed up or it might slow down a little bit, but it's always consistent. And it was a fun album to listen to. You could play it on a road trip, or you could play it at the dinner table while you're eating dinner. Like it has both those those elements to it. You can do both with it. Um, she has a good vocal too. She sounds like an angel when she's singing, and she can kind of get sassy too. Um, there's a lot of good tracks. It was hard for me to pick a top three because I like the whole album a lot. Uh, but great pick, Jacob. Great pick. Yeah, I was blown away, honestly, because I had seen this album because when like I was looking at stuff that had come out in 2019 because Matt and I spent like a whole slow day at work this week just comparing years in music. And I was like, let's see what came out in 2019, because I knew of some projects that had come out and I had I had seen this prior to that. And I was like, oh, shit, that only came out two years ago. And I never got into it until you brought it up. And again, it was, I was blown away. Like, shit, my hairline receded more. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I was like, it It was like, you know, not something like you kind of said, it's not something that you're going to exactly play for a certain, like, you know, to, you know, to get the homie going or whatever. But man, driving to this album was it was kind of, I had the same feeling with this as I did with Godspeed You Black Emperor where I was driving and I was like, man, I could just keep going. I was like, I could just pass the branch and I could just be in Florence and just be a beach bum the rest of my life. Like, I don't give a shit, you know? It it provoked a lot of emotions. Like, there was feelings of, like, epicness and, like, triumph. And then there was, like, shit where I was like, man, I'm about to cry. Like, it was an incredible pick. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I think uh, I've never even heard of this at all, ever. <laughs> like, it was crazy uh, for it to come out in 2019. Yeah, 2019 was a weird year. Um, I feel like. Uh, and, but, like, it, so 
like the way she writes, I feel like it's kind of like like oldies type of way of writing, if that makes sense. Uh, and she, it's like all really heartfelt and everything like that, and like picture. What is it called? Picture me better. Um. Yeah, it's just really wavy, like you were saying, Matt. It just like flows in with the uh, the album cover art, which is absolutely insane. Um, movies is really awesome too. Um, but yeah, it's just like really wavy. It's slow. Um, it's super heartfelt, and it does it does almost want to make me cry sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, like, real, real quick, just because I, I feel like I need to bring it up. Um, it's cool seeing her evolution, like where she was and like how far she's come. Because this is, this is her most recent album. I think she's done like three or four other albums. Um, but she used to be a part of a group, uh, Jackie O Motherfucker, um, which they're actually based out in Portland, um, and she was wow. the basis for them uh, for for a while. Um, so I had heard a couple of songs from that group, from that band. Um, and then I, from there, like, I was like, oh, okay, like, this girl, she, like, plays bass and she also sings. So, like, I had heard some of her stuff, but it hadn't really, like, blown me away, per se. I was like, oh, okay, this is good. Um, but when this album came out, it had, like, huge major success. Like, it was very critically acclaimed um, by, like, a bunch of different, like, um, like what's the word like enthusiasts and stuff and like it got a lot of really good ratings and really really good scores um it, it's like a lot of like uh like late 60s or early early 70s like pop you could say um and it does have a lot of uh it kind of sounds a lot like beach house um like beach house yeah and it has like a lot of influences with like george harrison and um like karen carpenter like she gets compared to a lot with Karen Carpenter. Um, but yeah, it's like very poppy, very dreamy. It's it's like almost enchanting at some times. Um, and then it's like really cinematic too. Like it's like, that's how I would describe this. It's like very different. It's like so you go into it kind of expecting one thing and it like completely, it's like completely different than what you would like expect. Um, but yeah, when I first heard it, it like, I was so captivated by it. Um, and like the music videos to it, I sent you guys a couple music videos to it. Man, they are super. Like they make like they like elevate the music to like such a like high level. Um, in movies, thanks for bringing that up, George. In movies, the video for it, um, they're like in a movie theater, and she like there's a bunch of people in, in like the seats or whatever, and she's like on the big screen and she's swimming around like in in the album cover. And then, like, someone goes up to the stage and, like, jumps into the screen and they start swimming, too. And then everyone just goes and, like, starts jumping into, like, into the, like, the big screen or whatever. And they're, like, all swimming around and shit. Um, yeah, it's really cool. It's really trippy. But, yeah, it's, I really like the production on it. It sounds very smooth and, like, very well, like, produced. Um just especially on that stance, like I was so blown away by it. It's like not choppy at all. It is like almost flawless. Um, I agree. Yeah, but it, it was definitely. Yeah, it reminds me of. Oh, sorry. Oh, go for it. Yeah, you're good. Um, I was gonna say it. 
there's certain songs that uh from like a uh, Mac DeMarco for example that reminds me of um of her uh just cuz like it's the slow like I don't even know what to call it like almost like folk music I'm not sure if that's the right description um but yeah it's just like it reminds me of Mac DeMarco sometimes and yes Beach House as well her voice is very like flowy and dreamy uh, yeah, this is definitely not something I'd play for the homies, <laughs> but I definitely would, uh, put this on, you know, if I'm just, like, trying to chill or something. Um, it is kind of heavy, though, <laughs> so it's, it's hard to just, like, listen to it casually, but it's, I think it's dope, dude. This is awesome. Uh, and then you said this is, like, the third, or her third album? Or like third or fourth, yeah. She had done like for her solo stuff. She had done this is the most recent one, and I think she's rumored to bring out another album. But uh, but yeah, I'm and glad like, you guys liked what, it. It's, yeah. What's with the production behind it? Is she with like a group of people, or I have the same question? <laughs> I for, think I've had for uh, for the production. I I think she was working with someone specifically for it that produced the whole thing. Um, okay. It, but it's like uh, Jonathan Rado, Jonathan Rado. Um, I think it's okay. produced like mainly by him, and I know that she did some produ- some production on it. But the production on it, it's like very like you could hear it like throughout the track, especially like starting and end. Sometimes it has that like, radio frequency that it's like starting up and it's like coming in, um, like Andromeda, like that song. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Wild Time. Wild Time, it has that too. Like at the ending, it kind of sounds like it's like someone like turning a, like turning a dial, and then it's like cutting the the like the song off. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys liked it. It was definitely something very different. Something I was like, all right, I'm gonna test the waters a little bit, see see how far I can get away with this. So yeah, what are you guys a uh, top three in that case? Uh, just. It felt like a concept album, you know, based on like some somewhat of the Titanic itself, you know, the ship that sank. I think I read something about it having an impact on this musician. So that's probably why she wrote about it a little bit. But Andromeda was one of my favorite tracks. It's an epic track. Uh, something to believe. The guitars on that are really cool. And it's got like a happy and kind of sad flow to it. Uh, Wild Time, there's some amazing melodies in there. And then my honorable mention is the Titanic Rising, the self, the, the, the title track. You know, it's, I think it's all instrumental, but it's and it's short, but it's just kind of it's ambient, and it reminds me of like if you know if Joni Mitchell, you know, a '70s musician, you know, wrote an album and Brian Eno produced it. That's what this would sound like. It's very like <laughs> ambient in a sense like that. Um, so those are my picks. <laughs> Dorian, <laughs> that, that comparison was fucking awesome. I like that. That was funny. <laughs> That was really good. Uh, my top three, number three would be Mirror Forever. I really like that one. Number two, everyone seems to like it. Uh, movies. Uh, I really like movies. And then number one, a lot's gonna a lot's gonna change. Was I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I find like a song right off the get that I just get hooked on, and that was this for me, similar to Yay by Zamudo. I was like, man, that's just like an epic like you know start to this album and it really just lets you know hey like what you're getting into and i feel like that song 
when I played it, I was like, man, this makes me feel like all sorts of different ways. I like this. And so that was. <laughs> uh, my top three, I like Picture Me Better. Um, movies. And then number, I like Near to Thee. Just because like they're not saying anything and it's just like a nice like. I don't know. That was kind of like a oh, weird yeah. one. But like I, I like that one a lot. Um, but yeah, I think those are my top three. I do want to pick Andromeda because that one's super good too, or something to believe. But yeah, I think picture me better movies and near to these. Yes, yes. I love that you guys picked the instrumental tracks because those are really good too. I really like those. Um, yeah. But if I had to pick a top three, it's hard for me. I feel like every, with that, with any album, like the more that you listen to it, you get a lot more out of it, and then you end up liking it a lot more. Um, so I've heard this album a couple a couple of times, especially some specific songs off of it. Um, I really like uh, "A Lot's Gonna Change." That's I think it's a fantastic opening to an album. Um, and then "Andromeda," that's like the most popular song on it. Um, it's very good. It's very it's very different, and it's like kind of like ambient in a way, and like it's it's very unique, especially throughout the whole album. Um, and then Wild Time. I really like Wild Time. Some people don't like Wild Time. Some people kind of bash on it, but it, it was one of my favorites. When I started he hearing this album, and then like even now, I still really like it. But yeah, I'm glad you guys liked it. Um, that that was, uh, yeah, Wise Blood. It's something very different, something very unique, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it's it's almost... It is very different, but I feel like most people that would listen to this, if somehow, like, if they stumbled upon it, or even if they, fuck, if they end up listening to it because they saw this episode, you know, I feel like it's accessible enough. It's just different. It's like if Lord and Lana Del Rey combined and did DMT, <laughs> that's, this is what would happen. Yes, dude. Like, <laughs> like, cause it, it kind of has like that, you know, very vocal heavy kind of thing, but the, the production behind everything and just the emotions and how she delivers it. But yeah, I'm really glad you brought this up too. I loved it. Uh, but with that being said, that was Titanic rising by wise blood. We're going to go ahead and dive into mine after a short recess. All right. Oh, so to wrap things up, we're going to go ahead and dive into my pick for this week, which was The Front Bottoms, self-titled debut from 2011. There's comfort in the silence of a living room. The TV is on for you. Hide in your basement while your house burns down. Your teeth are loose inside of your gums. They will eventually fall out Follow an orange extension cord under a carpet To a closet door feeding the black light That will someday make me very, 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 very rich uh, And as Jake showed off uh, with his album, this is actually a double-sided album cover. This is the singer and guitar player Brian Sella on the front. It's a watercolor of him. And then on the back is the drummer whose name is Matt something. It's like weird ass name, but I'll I'll find it in a sec. <laughs> What's his name? It's right here. Uh, Matt Matt Uichich. 
Yeah. Yeah, Weechich. Yeah, something weird. But anywho, I thought that was pretty cool about the album cover. Uh, a band from New Jersey. This was their first debut, which they essentially uh, just combined the two EPs that they had released up until this point that were basically released independently. They got a deal with a small record label, and they wanted to put out an album as soon as possible, and so they just combined the two EPs and just kind of rearranged the track listing. Um, I personally love this album. Uh, it's an album, like, I have listened to this album, whether it's streaming or this vinyl, I have done it so many times. I know it like the back of my hand. <laughs> but uh, what did y'all have to say about it? Real, real quick, it this is AJJ, right? Like vocally, like he's like the him, right? It's not. No, it's Brian Sella. The singer for AJJ is a guy called Sean Bonnet. What, dude? This sounds just like him. <laughs> I thought this was him off, the dude. whole time. I was like, oh, okay, so this is AJJ, like his band before he like went solo or whatever. It's not him. No. Wow, that I'm surprised. <laughs> I, yeah, I no. didn't do my homework. But, no, AJJ's a band. Sean Bonnet does have solo work, but no, this is a completely different entity. <laughs> oh, dude, it sounds it, almost exactly like it. What the fuck? That kind of blew my mind. Um, but no, I really like this, dude. I really like this. It sounds like AJJ. Um, you described it last week. It sounds like AJJ, but like more accessible and like like very indie. It's like very like a lot more upbeat you hear a lot more drumming like you hear drumming like more than anything like a lot of more instruments and it just comes together a lot better and it sounds like a really good like indie tracks a really good indie album that i could just play and listen to and enjoy so um damn i'm kind of blown away I, this whole time i'm like dude this is ajj's band or whatever it's, <laughs> it's not what? <laughs> you're right though his, his vocal does sound a little bit similar to his right? you know yeah. I felt like this album was a little bit more uh, fast-paced than the AJJ stuff. It was a little bit more catchy. You know, that song Maps, for me, it just that sets the tone for the album. The, the strings in that, those little quick strings that you hear in the beginning of the song and throughout the song, that's just a great, that's a great hook. And that whole album, the songwriting is very unique and dark or happy, however you want to look at it. It was a fun album all around. And they got trumpets. I mean, Jesus Christ, you got people playing trumpets in the background. I mean, anybody's playing the trumpets, you know. If you can add that into a music, into on, a song, uh, on Father, make it catchy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's um. I thought <laughs> I didn't think it was him. I'm like, there's no way it's AJJ. But I'm like, this. And it, they sound really alike. Same thing with that dude from Neutral uh, uh, Neutral Milk Hotel. Um. Yeah, it's just that you know, Blink-182, like, singing type thing uh, that's in punk. I'm not really well-versed in, like, punk. So this was challenging, but I, I tried listening to it. And I was pretty surprised. And I actually found myself listening to Mountain a lot because he says I just go up the hill just to ride my skateboard down. And I'm like, that's what I do every single day when I get off work. I go up donald i go all the way up and then i just coast all the way down so i thought that was like super funny and like um and just like super funny lyrics i think it's also on that song where he's like i like uh <laughs> your awkward <laughs> like uh expressions or something like that 
Uh, I gotta pull up the lyrics, but yeah, it's. Um, I think he says, "I love your eyes the way they look when they're uncomfortable." Might be the lyric. Uncomfortable, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just thought that was awesome. Uh, yeah, dude, it's um. What is it's like all it is it all like alternative punk or like what is what would how would you describe this as? It's like it's to me it it isn't really punk in my opinion. This is another one that's kind of hard to pigeonhole into a genre, but I would call it even though it's uh, the band's from New Jersey, it kind of fits the mold for this like midwest almost like emo indie that was coming out in the early 2000s like acoustic acoustic indie that was really emotional uh there was a big movement of that in the midwest and kind of the south just like random states that aren't really known for music there were bands like modern baseball popping up uh front bottoms was a huge part of that uh sorority noise like all of these bands were just popping up in random fucking states and it just got kind of classified as like this Midwest indie shit, I guess. I don't know. It's like, to me, it's like, it's indie. And the only thing I can describe it to is because of that. And so I just call it like Midwest indie, indie emo or something like that. It's, it's whatever the hell you want to call it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it was just hard to like, I was listening to it. And I'm like, this. it's hard to like try to categorize this. Uh, Cause it, they have like really strong elements of different uh, genres, but they're so strong, so it's hard to like really say where it's at. It's like, is it this or is it this? Uh, usually, the voice for me that I'm like, okay, this is just like punk, punk music. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's funny. I, think, uh, I really liked. Um, I really like this, dude. I I really do. Like, I will be listening to this. Um, it's probably my favorite of the albums that we picked out this week. Um, just because it, it does sound, it has the same lyrics that like I heard from AJJ that it's kind of random. It's really funny. Um, one of those little lyrics that I really liked um, on Father, um, which is one of my favorite uh, songs, probably one of my picks, um, <laughs> where a lyric is like, long time ago, my great, 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 great. And it's, it sounds like he's just going like 10 great, like great grandfather. And I'm like, what the, like it threw me off. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, um, but it's like, it's kind of like nervous lyric. Like he sounds like he's like nervous at times. And even at times it sounds like he's laughing at his own lyrics. Um, so I think that's really cool um, that he's like having fun with it and shit. But yeah, I really like this. I, I really do like this. Um, so Great pay. I have I have a couple last things. First off, I have a question for y'all. Have you ever had a group or an artist, like a musical artist that you've had multiple people recommend that you listen to, and then one person you have an interaction with them and they tell you to do it, and you're like, fuck it, I'm finally gonna listen to this goddamn band or whatever? Yes. I had four people from completely different walks of life. Like, I had people from my hometown. I had someone from my hometown tell me uh, to listen to these guys. I had people I met at parties tell me. I had people I met at a concert. And then finally, one of my old roommates from Missouri, uh, Tyler, he was like, we were talking, and I showed him AJJ. And he was like, well, have you ever listened to the Front Bottoms? And I was like, you know what, dude? You're the fourth fucking person to tell me to listen to this goddamn band. (laughs) 
put them on. I was like, I'm tired. Like, I keep meaning to, but I always forget because the name, you know, or whatever. And so I was like, put them on. And that was history. And I loved it. But I wanted to get your opinions on two different tracks, too. What did you guys think about uh, the song with the longest title? Uh, the boredom is the reason I started swimming. It's also why I started sinking. It's one of my top three. Yes. Same. Yeah. But this is a great track. Good. Yeah, that's a good track. Uh, when, cause like every, I don't know why I do this thing, but like every time I'm like, like listening to a song, like I wait for the, the title to like, like move across the screen. <laughs> and every time I listen to it, I'm like, it just kept going. I'm like, when is it going to stop? Uh, yeah, that was a cool song. Yeah, I definitely do. <laughs> I definitely do like that one. That yeah. one didn't make my top three, but I thought it was dope. I had to look the up other the song. I had to look up the title because I saw it on like Spotify. <laughs> I was like, what the like? This keeps going. So I was like, I just I just looked it up like on Discogs, see the full title and shit. Yeah. <laughs> The boredom is the reason I started swimming. It's also the reason I started sinking. Like what? Yeah. What? What kind? Of, like it, it? This dude just made a run-on sentence for a title of a track. Like so. I heck? love it though. It's, yeah. I love that. Song. Tell me your name is George without telling me your name is George. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 song that song is probably in in my top three for sure. Um, I really like that song. Um, yeah. A lot of these songs they have that. I, I get why they could kind of be like you could put them in the indie category because they do have that like a beat it's like feels real cheerful real like happy and stuff um but yeah a lot of it a lot of the tracks on it i i found myself coming back to and yeah man it's it's i'm definitely going to be listening to this a lot more um just because like the first listen like i was i was already hooked on it like it caught my ear so oh uh, yeah and then uh, one thing on that, I told Matt earlier this week, because he's like, man, I'm really liking your album. And I said, it's a perfect album for road trips or when you're alone and you're dealing with some shit and you just have to force yourself to cry. I'm like, put on fucking swimming pool and you'll be and you'll be fine. Uh, speaking on that, one of my favorite little instrumentation parts of this entire album is the end of swimming pool when it's going nuts and then the there's like that nice little piano run and then they just start going and just like mashing the fucking keys of the piano. If you go back and listen to it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but it's just like, you can literally tell that they're just like whole hand, just not even doing chords, just like mashing six keys. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, also at the end of that song, there's uh, a typical thing for this genre is like the voicemail recordings at the end that's uh where it's like i'm breaking up with you i'm done bye that's the drummer's dad calling the drummer and cussing him out (laughs) about like a relationship that the guy that the drummer had just gone through okay uh and his dad's like cussing him out like what'd you go over to her house for boy and it's like if you listen to that song enough times you can start to pick out what he's saying but yeah that's uh literal voicemails from the drummer's father (laughs) and wow yeah so on that note, uh, my top three, I'm going Flashlight. Number two is The Boredom is the reason I started swimming. It's also the reason I started sinking. And then number one is Swimming Pool, because that song, top to bottom, fantastic. I can listen to it when I'm happy. I can listen to it when I'm sad. 
or angry, you know, it's just all around a great song. But what are, what were your guys's? I like Maps lyrically. Like I said earlier, the strings on that out or that song are really cool. Uh, the beers, I like the hi hats throughout that whole song. You hear that basically throughout the whole melody. Uh, everybody likes the board and is a reason. You know, that's a great track too. And then my honorable mention is Rhode Island. Felt like that was kind of the anthem for the album in a sense. Um, those are my picks. Yeah, I uh, so I picked Mountain literally just because I have listened to that song uh, a number of times when going up that hill. <laughs> I know it's just the beginning and there's more to it, but it's like that. I resonated with that and I like it. <laughs> um, and uh, Rhode Island made my top three. Uh, and then I want to pick Father. But I also want to pick, yeah, Father. I'll pick Father as my third. Uh, yeah, this was like something completely like different that I don't don't listen to. Like I've tried listening to like, as far as punk, like I've tried listening to, um, uh, like Blink One Eighty Two or whatever. But then I'm just kind of like ah, I'm like I don't want to listen to it. Um, but this one was a pretty sick pick, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, I really like this pick, Dorian. Hell yeah. like, like I said, I'll be coming back to this for sure. Um, if I had to pick a top three, um, I I feel like all of the tracks, they have a funny hook, like a really funny hook. Um, like Mountain, George, uh, Mountain is really good because it's like, stop taking pictures with your phone. Like <laughs> that one and yeah. then the beers. Um, it's like the summer I was taking steroids because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you like a man with muscle or whatever. Like <laughs> that's. Uh, that is actually my favorite hook on the that chorus is my favorite on the whole album because you like because you like a guy with muscles and i like you it's a, it's so <laughs> hilarious but it's like we've all felt that way at some point like you're trying yeah. to do something to impress a potential partner and you're like you know so that i was like man i resonate with that but that's funny as fuck <laughs> yeah yeah it was it, that was super funny it, it it caught it like caught my ear like especially on that song and it, that fact that it's titled The Beers, like, <laughs> dude. Um, but right. if I had to pick a top three, um, I'm picking my favorite. It's probably Flashlight, just because it's such a good, it's like, bam, it's like right there, like, especially for, for like, beginning of the album. Um, and then I really like that really long song, The Boredom. The Boredom is the reason I started swimming. It's also the reason I started, <laughs> I started sinking. I really like that song. It's a mouthful saying that whole, <laughs> that whole title. Oh, fuck because. yeah, it is. And then father, father, you hear those trumpets at first, and like it scared me, like it startled me at first. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like came out of nowhere. It's like, but yeah, that those are probably my top three. So yeah, I'm definitely coming back to this. It's great pick, man. So hell yeah, yes. I'm I'm glad you guys liked it so much because uh, as I've said, it's an album that like anytime me and my girlfriend drive for an extended period of time, I at least put on half of this album, you know, and just let it eat because it's it's that good but with that being said that was the self-titled album from the front bottoms their debut uh we're gonna go ahead and dive into our picks for next week episode 19 one episode away from the 1995 episode of what you spinning we're all gonna be covering albums from the year 1995 uh we've already heard a a good handful because George knew we were doing 1995 and still decided to do like three albums afterward that came out in 1995. It, it's pretty genius. 
But he made it. But the thing is, I got to I got to hand it to you. You picked albums that I wouldn't have thought of picking. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah. It was like 1995. <laughs> All right, well, George picked this one already, and then you were like, "This came out in 95. This came out," and I was like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have even thought to pick those." Oh yeah. In terms of rap, I mean, there's other genres that I don't even know that it came out in 1995. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that episode. So that'll be episode 20. But let's talk episode 19. So Matt, what do you got for us? Uh, I was kind of going back and forth on my pick. You know, I kind of shared with you what I might pick. uh, But I think I even lean more towards what I'm picking now based on something you said about your pick, the front bottoms, how multiple people told you to listen to them, you know. And uh, for me, that band was in high school. It was a band called Floater, and this is the, the album I'm choosing. I had multiple Whoa, people tell okay. me about this band. And in 1995 and uh, 96, I was more into, like, Too Short and Liquid Swords and, you know, hip-hop. And, you know, All Eyes yeah. on Me came out, you know. It, it was a different different aspect. So it took me a while to get into Floater, but when I did, I was a fan. This is a band from Eugene, Oregon. Um, it's a local staple. You know, most people that live in Eugene have heard Wow. floater you know so you i'm excited to just did beat me oh, to it i did i've heard both of you bring this up a bunch of times i'm like one of them's gonna talk about floater so <laughs> as soon as it like literally when i told him that i was like hey we'll add you as a full-time member and the next thing i said was one of us is going to bring up floater first and i'm interested to see who it is and what <laughs> album because we're both we've both seen floater multiple times like that was one of the things that made me and matt like bond over music and shit so and that's a great pick. So I can I back that up. That's a great fucking album. I'm excited to talk about it. But uh, George, what you got, pal? Um, I picked uh, Getz Gilberto by Stan Getz and Joao Gilberto. Um, it's like a jazz bossa nova album. Uh, I think you guys, Stan Getz has worked with other jazz musicians before, um, but I think you guys will. I think you guys will like it. Maybe. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Need more jazz. I love jazz. Yes. Yeah. I my pick next week. Um, the, the Aquatics doing it. Um, this is badass. This is badass. Some good old funk. Some good old soul. I really think you guys will dig it. So. Sweet. <laughs> I'm excited to listen to all three of these picks so far, and I uh, I recently finished Stranger Things, and a song off of this was a massive part to the finale, so I had to do it. I'm going Metallica, go. Master of Puppets. Nice. One of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. I have a lot to say about it. I've been listening to this album literally as long as I can remember, like, my i'll get into it on the next episode but my dad has memories of me as a toddler listening to this song or this album (laughs) but uh anyways yeah metallica master puppets 1986 going a little throwback there but uh those are our picks for episode 18 uh jacob you are pixelated as hell but we'll go ahead and continue (laughs) it's like your face am i yeah i have to take a picture (laughs) <laughs> it look, you look crazy anyways like minecraft character <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you look like somebody's making a character in 2k <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> oh fuck! You don't. <laughs> Anyways, uh, those are our picks for episode nineteen. <laughs> this has been what you spin in episode eighteen. We will see you next time. Thanks for stopping by. Hey.